All right, and welcome everyone to episode number 11 of the Dirt Racing to the Bluegrass Live podcast. Wes, I think probably one of the, uh, uh, I'm more excited about this show than I've been in a long time. A lot of good stuff we've got planned out here for tonight. The second to last uh, podcast of the 2022 season. Uh, I was kind of thinking about that before we jumped on here and uh, as bad as we need a break to be able to work on some things and, and to get ready for the next season, we got a lot of things we're looking forward to, to adding to the podcast, but uh, sort, sort of sad because uh, honestly, uh, I, I enjoy doing this so much. It is sad. Uh, you, you know me, Worldwide West, uh, definitely sad about seeing the, seeing the season come to an end and I know it's a uh, it's only going to be for a short time, and we've got a lot to work on uh, to make our show better for 2023. Um, but, man, I have had a blast um, doing this show with you, talking to drivers, promoters, track owners, um, different series uh, throughout the state uh, that, that we've talked about, different tracks, um, talking to the fans. I, I just love it, and uh, like I said, have – just had a blast doing this uh, podcast with you and just looking forward to uh, bigger and better things in the future. Yeah, I agree. And, and definitely, like I said, I mean, there's, there's uh, just so many things that uh, you know, I've thought about recently that I'd like to add to our, uh, our podcast. Um, you know, some of the things we've talked about already, but, you know, looking forward to next season, I was just thinking last weekend as we were talking about Randy Jones and there were so many people commenting and following along with us and so many people had things to say about Randy. You know, one thing I think would be cool, uh, I know it's kind of old school, it's something that happens on the radio now with talk shows, but I think it would be cool uh, to bring in a feature where, that would allow us to accept, uh, accept calls, accept calls from listeners. You know, that's just one thing. Um, I think it'd be fun to hear from some of the people out there. We're able to receive comments, but I think to be able to take calls would be, it would be a fun thing to, to do. Yeah, that would, uh, that would definitely be a, a step up and, and make, uh, make our podcast that much better to have, have live call-ins from, from listeners, uh, across the state and even out of state if, if they're watching. So absolutely that would be that'd be awesome it would be awesome and i do see right now wes uh on on my screen it's always off i don't know why the number of people viewing is never accurate because if you you could look at two different three different sources it's always different but on my screen right now we have the highest number of listeners we've ever had here on the podcast so pretty cool having said that while you're on here listening with us thank you for joining us uh, feel free to comment and join along with us. It, it really makes the show a whole lot more fun to have you all interacting with us here on the podcast. Uh, and then uh, if you don't care, share this with your friends. Just hit that share button. We'd, we'd love to have even more people on here as we kind of wind down uh, 2022 and look forward to the to the new year uh, next year. Wes, the first thing I want to talk about, and I'm we'll, we'll touch on this just a minute because everybody else has been talking about it. So I said, look, Wes, we've got to talk about it too. I know it's not dirt racing related, so if you're a NASCAR hater, cover your ears, but we're going to talk about it here for just a second because it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life in racing, and that is the uh, Ross Chastain, not to be confused with Ross Chastain. But, man, what a move. At Martinsville to advance to the championship race in NASCAR, it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I've I've not watched NASCAR in years and years, but I definitely watched uh, that highlight. Um, and he advanced in; he he made the spot that he needed to, and at all costs. Um, I mean, in, in our lingo, that was like a slide job at the line to to make it in the show. Um, I mean, just just a cool deal and for him to make that move work is amazing in itself and something that i don't i don't see many nascar guys trying to make that move now they might now and probably tear the car all to pieces but what a what a move i, I just uh just impressed 
I mean, it, it did. You know, people talk about it like people have tried to play or pull the video game sort of moves off the last few years. One I remember is Carl Edwards. I think it was for the championship at Miami, I think. And then I know Kyle Larson tried it, but um, it just – it almost – did. if you look at that over and over and see what he did, it almost doesn't look real. Like he – it just – it was so crazy that it looked like it was fake. Like he was going so fast. Uh, or it, it didn't even look real. It, it was unbelievable. Um, so, I mean, NASCAR needed that because, let's face it, NASCAR needs something – um, cool to happen, and also I think NASCAR needs someone like Ross Chastain, uh, somebody that has like you know personality and and uh, and is willing to ruffle some feathers and not just play along with everybody. So um, I loved it. was was happy to see it. I think NASCAR has been boring for a long time. It's good to see something exciting. Yeah, uh, and I I agree with you. you. It didn't look real. I mean that cat was flying, and to make <laughs> to make it. Stick and he hit the wall and, and he didn't. He never slowed down. He just used the wall. I don't know. I, it didn't look real to me, honestly. What but What was I, funny was like I saw a video of all the in car uh, audio. You know, between like drivers and crew chief, they they were showing several different ones, and they're all just like, "What the? <laughs> what just happened?" And can you imagine what Denny Hamlin was thinking when? He like he was in tenth on the backstretch at Martinsville. Yeah, you know it's just crazy. Yeah, uh, and, and like you and I said, we it's not dirt related, but we've got to talk about it because heck, everybody's talking about it. But craziest move I've ever seen in NASCAR. It, it was by far, um, you know, no, no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, caution mentioned here he's listening to us and watching the world finals at Charlotte so you know good point we've got the most people on our podcast we've ever had thank you all for joining us and and that's even with the world finals on so good to see as we wrap up the end of the year here um, and uh, and look forward to the to the new year Greg Hensley's watching with us uh, DJ Irvin says the watermelon slide yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's about right man I'll, I'll have to I'll have to agree with you um so but yeah it, it was man it was just probably one of those things we'll never see again because i'm sure um i'm sure nascar will come up with a rule to, to keep that from happening too many more times but uh, uh moving moving on from that um uh another topic that i wanted to get to on our podcast real quick i do want to mention wes uh coming up on our show we're going to have jeff watson uh joining us and uh, so, you know, super excited about that. We've had a lot of drivers join us here on the podcast this year, and I, it's going to be a fun interview. We're, we're looking forward to that. Um, but one other thing before we bring him on uh, that I wanted to get to real quick, it's always amazed me, Wes, like I can talk about anything on the page, and Facebook has made it so difficult these days to reach people on pages that most things you just you don't get a lot of interaction. But there's one thing I can always talk about, and it always gets a lot of comments, a lot of input. And today, I mean, just before the podcast, I was like, you know what? We're going to talk about it on there. I'm going to mention it on the page real quick and see what kind of response I get. So news in the, within the past week is uh, Pinsboro is coming back to life. And um, I'm so glad to see that because – I never personally got to go to Pennsboro. I've heard people talk about it. I've heard about it my whole life. I've seen so much on Facebook about it. I know there was a group trying to revive it several years ago. The Dirt Trek World Championship used to be there. and People talk about just how magical the place used to be. Uh, I know you've probably seen all that stuff too. So, Like I said, I mean, it's so cool to see that place coming back. Um, it, it sounds like just one of those kind of places that you know you you can't recreate and and i think it's really cool to see that place coming back even though it's not a kentucky track i'm i'm really glad to see it yeah absolutely um you hit the nail on the head everything you said is is exactly my thoughts on it a place that i've read about um you know watched video on never been there would cool to see um 
see all the history of that place in these in these older pictures that that are coming out and how cool is it that it's going to be revived and they will be racing in 2024 um is is just super cool and we we've got to make a trip that's all there is to it when when it gets back up and operational we got to make a trip to pennsboro yeah, well, there's one thing I can assure you, and that is that World Wide West will make a trip to Pins to Pinsboro. Uh, if he's the only one there, uh, West will be there. Um, you've done a lot of racing this year, buddy. Like, have you done more since we started the podcast? I know you 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 eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff, but um, you, you've done a lot of racing here lately. I have. I have done a whole lot. Uh, I don't know if it's more. Um since we've been doing the podcast, but that that's, you know, really cool to go. And, and now to, to know more drivers, uh, in the pits and, and be able to talk to them because we've talked to them on the show or, you know, ask them questions about their, their racing program or their car. And so that's really cool. Um, but it's tough sometimes with work, um, when I, when I don't get to go. And, uh, but yeah, I have, uh, I have definitely raced a lot, a lot this year and a lot in the last, last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, plan to go to Lake Cumberland this weekend, uh, if everything works out for, for their finale. So, um, I love it. World Wide West loves, loves eats, sleeps and breezes dirt racing. You, you got that right. Yeah, I mean uh, that that is that is for sure, man. And just happy you've been able to enjoy a whole lot. I tell you what, I like the podcast because, to be honest with you, I don't get to go to the to the track as much as I used to be able to. But it gives me a way to still be involved. I keep up with it as much as I ever did, and go every chance I get. But it gives me a way to get you know to be able to be in, involved and and uh, you know help the sport and 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 be a part of it without. Um, always having to be there like i said because i mean just uh i'm not able to be there as much as i would like to be so but you know like i said i'm glad you you've been able to catch a lot of shows this year well talking about pinsboro sort of made me think of something uh and that is we got a lot of tracks right here in the state of kentucky old tracks some that i'm familiar with some that i've spent my whole life hearing people talk about that have closed down, been closed for years. And so it just sort of made me think with seeing Pinsboro come back to life. Uh, if there's one track in the state of Kentucky that you could bring back to life, what would that track be? If you're listening with us, I want you to, to follow along with us. Tell us in the, in the comments and, uh, and let us know, uh, what would that be? If you, if you had the chance to bring one track back, I, I made a post earlier on our page asking about it, Wes, as I said, we don't get a whole lot of response on that most of the time, but on this one, it was posted 44 minutes ago on the page. It has over 70 comments already uh, with people That's telling awesome. us. That, yeah. It's unreal, man. Like if you, you know, I, I don't know if there's a more hot topic that you could talk about ever than old racetracks. There's just something nostalgic about it, man. There's just something, there's something about it that's sort of, mesmerizing and we just we want to talk about it we want to go back there we, we want to go back to that time and that place and um we got a lot of those tracks right here in the state of kentucky is there one for you that that you can think of that you would bring back if you if you could the, i only got to make one trip to 201 and me and my cousin uh tommy ray we went over there and absolutely loved it um had a great great night but we uh that was the only trip we'd ever got to make so um that's that's one thing i I hope to see that track come back but i look at the ones that i didn't i didn't get to to go and watch um clinton county down in albany i never got to watch one there uh even here in taylor county i've heard all kind of stories about the track here Never got to watch one there. Barron County. Um, never got to watch one there. A lot of people talk about Bluegrass Speedway. I got to watch two two races there, so I was fortunate to do that. Um, and the list goes on and on. 
Um, Kentucky Lake Motor Speedway um, out in the western part of the state. I got to watch one there. Um, really cool deal, two-night show. Uh, so I got to watch two races. But, man, the, just just the history, like you said, of those tracks that, that uh, you know, are, are no longer here in the state. Um, and it was cool to see from the fans, you know, them, them listing their, uh, their favorites that they would love to see uh, revived and, and uh, be a track again. Yeah, I mean, well, I think for me it would it it would be uh, Clay City Raceway, and and that's more of a personal thing for me. But um, my family was the last ones to to run Clay City. Uh, my stepdad at the time was the promote the last promoter there at Clay City before they tore the grandstands down and moved them over to the drag strip and. Uh, you know, so I have some really fond memories um, over there uh, running around as like a, I don't know, eight or 10 year old. I can't, without my shirt on every night. Um, I thought I was cool. Not sure why. Uh, <laughs> uh, eight year well, old me. I, guess. I never, but, uh, I never got to watch one at Clay City either. You know, uh, that's... but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a big track. Uh, there was no wall in turns three and four um it, it was a wild place it was it was huge the the track was huge and uh, it was shut down for several years before he opened it up in 2000 and, and tried to run it and didn't didn't have a lot a whole lot of success to be honest with you but i hear a lot of good stories from back in the earlier days of clay city and of course like you said i mean we've got we've got several people um on here commenting uh along 201 speedway uh keegan cup uh clinton county uh, bluegrass speedway i mean 201 speedway i can tell you i saw one of the bestest races the best races i've ever uh, witnessed in my life probably the best race personally that i've ever been to and saw was at 201 speedway um jackie boggs dustin limble chris combs i forget which race it was but i mean from the drop of the green flag those three every lap there was a lead change it was it was wild and linville beat uh jackie on the last lap i think it was there and actually the car he drove for several years the sports car he, he nicknamed it the tearjerker and uh, that was why because he, he when he beat jackie there at 201 uh, who was his mentor uh, that night and so some awesome and i went to clinton county once uh man just a fun little little bull ring uh, of course, Bluegrass Speedway, some of the biggest, you know, huge events they had. I mean, the, the facility was like huge. You know, grandstands and everything over there were was huge. Um, they had World of Outlaws, Lucas Oil, just about every, all the big stuff was at, at Bluegrass Speedway. Went there several times. Um, DJ Irvin said Kentucky Lake Motor Speedway. I mean, that was like, that was, that was a, a cool looking place. Never never got to go there but i think dj i remember working with him back in the day i think he he uh, worked for kentucky lake if i remember correctly but uh caution says clay city um but yeah i mean like you said barron county uh spanky did an article for us and when we first started dirt racing the bluegrass talked about the history of barron county man if if those places, you know, if the I guess you could say if the clay could talk, what's left of it? Um, what what kind of stories could be told of, of some of those places? Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, the history is is just endless uh, to go back and and to talk to you know drivers and you know their their dads that they you know went and went and watched race there and all of these tracks. It's just cool the history and and who knows maybe maybe down the road some of these will be revived um only time will tell yeah i think it i man i can't think of anything that would cause a stir than some of these old tracks to to come back to life with the fans and drivers here in our sport i think it would be cool well i tell you one thing we can do wes maybe we can't truly bring them back to life but one thing i'd like to do in the off season like i said we are going to take a break for a couple months here on our podcast but we're going to get started back in january um and one thing i do want to do is i want to spotlight some of these old places and bring some people on 
who have knowledge of these old tracks that have shut down and uh, some guys that can tell us some stories and just, you know, take a day and highlight some of these old tracks. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun and, and, and uh, it'd be something people would enjoy uh, listening to. Another thing we're going to do is we're going to talk to some drivers that used to run the Battle of the Bluegrass series back in the day. Some, I know all of our fans have great memories of that. We, we enjoy, as race fans, talking about old stuff, don't we? Yes. Yes, we do. And, and I think those those shows could probably be some of our top shows uh, that we ever do. Um, just to hear hear about those those drivers that we grew up watching um, when we were younger and and their stories and the battles they had you know on and off the track so yeah I think uh, I think some of those will be uh, very enjoyable shows for us yeah I agree and uh, Tyler says the uh, Battle of the bluegrass races were some of the best in my opinion I agree man those were those were the good old days. Today's good, but uh, definitely some of the best races as far as super late models go for sure uh, in our history. Um, and I don't know if anything will ever top it. You know, like we're talking about Battle of Bluegrass, and we're going to move on from this in just a second. We got to get to Jeff Watson. He's getting ready to join us on our podcast. But um, I don't know. You know, like I said, I mean, there have been several. Like I remember Ultimate sort of tried to revive Battle of Bluegrass. Uh, there's been several series come about, but nothing even comes close to those days. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you you look at super late models and, and open one modifieds. They had both series, and it was it was Kentucky drivers, but you really dipped into the region aspect too and you had drivers from tennessee ohio and indiana that that ran competitively ever every weekend with that that series and they traveled up and down the road and i mean just just fun to watch uh, hit hit tracks in in kentucky in tennessee um you know just just a fun series um battle of the bluegrass was was and is still a uh, tough series to beat yeah, it was. I agree. So be on the lookout coming up in January. I think what we'll do is we'll probably take uh, two full weeks just to do sort of a Battle of the Bluegrass throwback. We're going to get some of those drivers that used to run the series on here with us and talk to them and uh, some of the uh, promoters of the series and others is, uh, and try to just, like I said, uh, get some people on here and, and talk about Battle of the Bluegrass, sort of revisit those days and maybe maybe just try to pretend we're we're living there again for just a few minutes here on our podcast coming up in January. One of the things we're going to do in the off season. Well, Wes, we're just a minute, a few minutes away from uh, Jeff Watson joining us here tonight on our podcast. But before we do, I want to take just a second to uh, recap the bluegrass nationals and uh, Lonnie's Lonnie centers, Memorial um, Superstock nationals weekend over there at Richmond Raceway, I know you were you were able to be in attendance this weekend. Yeah, uh, I hadn't hadn't had a chance to uh, make it up to Richmond uh, for a race this year, and and uh, luckily it worked out that I could make the trip up on Saturday. Uh, I know that uh, you probably were able to watch a little bit on on Flow Racing Friday and Saturday. You you decided to ditch me on Saturday and go in the woods and try to kill a little buck deer but uh i I wish you could have made it up there with me had a really good time um just to kind of kind of recap i I wasn't able to make it on friday um but uh tyler carpenter stole the show uh he found that high line that that he loves to run uh so very much at at richmond and uh he was able to to win the late model show um the racing was good track was racy um it was rough uh unfortunately there was there was some some cars that were tore up uh there on on friday and and uh but as as far as you know you look at it from a fan's perspective um it was a racy track it was rougher than the cob but uh it wasn't one groove and and dusty um i hate hated to see some of the guys get tore up um but watching it on on flow it didn't look as rough as as it was when you talked to some drivers um and then 
you know, Saturday, I, I really enjoyed, you know, being to go up there and, and go through the pits and talk to, talk to drivers, just had a blast. Um, and, uh, Josh Rice looked really good, ended up winning, the winning the super late model show. Um, he, uh, he looked good, had a good battle with, uh, Tyler Carpenter and, and, uh, Michael Chilton. So that was good to see them battle, um, throughout that feature. Um, big super stock win, uh, for Jimmy Robinson, um, in that right angle race car. So emotional win, um, just great to great for his him and his crew um and then open wheel modified both friday and saturday um nobody had anything for brandon hutchinson i mean he had that stealth car on a rail uh looked good all weekend um so overall you know it wasn't track wasn't as rough uh on uh on saturday um and, and it was still racy um and kind of kind of another thing to mention um bad luck all weekend for Blake Brown uh in the super super stock and in his modified um you know hated to see that for him but that's that's just racing unfortunately um Josh Rice broke uh, broke the track record in the super late models and then um Blake Brown broke uh track record uh as well so Overall, Josh, a good, good weekend at Richmond. Um, I was happy to uh, to be able to make it make it up and uh, watch the show there before the season ended. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Now, I was not able to be there, but I did get to watch um, most of it on Flow Racing. So I'm glad that it was on there. <clears throat> I agree with you. I mean, you know, from a fan's perspective. I'll take that any day over, uh, over, you know, one lane on the bottom. I thought the track was racy. It was a good show for us fans. And, you know, I think it kind of goes back to one of those things we talked about several times here on the podcast and the, uh, the, the life of a promoter. And, and it's tough because, um, you know, it, it, sometimes you're pleasing the fans and at the same time, maybe you the, the drivers aren't whatever, you know, it's like, it's really tough to please both sides and, and, uh, Track promoters have a difficult job, and and uh, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have their job. Um, you know, appreciate what they do, I appreciate our drivers, fans, everybody. It's a tough thing though when it comes down to it. But like I said, I mean, overall, as far as the racing goes, as far as the show entertainment purposes, it was you know better than better than it's been in a in a long time. Um, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll take that over. Uh, follow the leader on the bottom any day you know, when it, when it comes down to it. So, uh, well, Wes, uh, we are going to take just a short break. Uh, if, if you don't know already, I do want to let you know, you can always listen to our podcast, uh, later on in the week on Spotify, Apple to Apple, uh, podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can listen there, wherever you are. Um, and when you listen there, we actually get paid some for advertising, Wes. We, we're not making big bucks. In fact, I look today, I'll take anything, but I think with our advertising, we were up to $3.08. So uh, I know, man. I, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. If we, you know, it's, uh, it, we're really starting to roll in, the, roll in the bank here, but every listen earns, earns a little bit of money. We actually have to get to $5 before it'll let us cash out. So if you don't care and you don't have anything going on, just let it play in the background. Go on there, give us a listen uh, on on Spotify or Apple Apple uh, Podcasts. So we're going to take a quick break and play our introduction video again. When we come back, we'll have Jack Watson here on the podcast with us. We'll be back here in just a minute. All right, and we are back live here on the Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live podcast. We're now joined by uh, the driver of the number 11, for the first time ever, we've got a pro late model driver on here with us. Wes, I couldn't believe it. I said, as long as we've been doing this, we've had so many drivers on this season. First pro late model driver we've had on on with us here. We're joined by Jay Watt, Jeff Watson. Now, Jeff, now uh, second, second one, second one. We had Elliot Despain on. Oh, yeah, we did have Elliot. <laughs> oh, look, oh, man. Trouble. I yeah. know. 
Yeah. I've already got a superlative for uh, for next weekend for Elliot to Spain, and so I can't believe I forgot him. Sorry about that, I Elliot. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll be in trouble for that one. I'll let you take the blame since you, uh, you're around him quite a bit. So second pro late model driver is Jeff Watson. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. No problem at all. Well, Jeff, first thing I want to talk to you about, man, You've been running that pro late model for uh, for a few years now. You've had a lot of success in it. Won some races this year. You won the uh, Tommy Lana Memorial earlier at Rockcastle Speedway. You've really had that thing on a rail for, like I said, a few years now. And uh, the track, uh, the class has really started to grow over the last couple of years, competition wise. Uh, really starting to see some more bigger paying shows in that class. I really, I'll be honest with you, it's something I love to see. I know a lot of people are sort of, uh, you know, stuck on supers, and I, I love supers myself. I do. I think we all do. But, man, the crate division is is a really good class, puts on some good shows. Glad to see some of these big paying events going on for the class. And you've got a couple coming up here in the next few weeks. Uh, are, are you Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, sure I am. To go back to what you said, there when we uh, we got a hold of these sports cars, seemed like our whole program took off and everything fit me. And uh, here the second half of this season, we've just been having some stupid luck, just stuff happening that really ain't supposed to happen. And uh, we're about to shake that monkey, I think, and uh, maybe get back on track. And hopefully, next couple weeks. Yeah, you you have had had some bad luck here the last. Last couple of weeks, uh, I guess probably going on a on a month, month and a half, kind of. But hey, this weekend at Lake Cumberland, you, you could very easily get that monkey off your back. That's that's one of your favorite tracks that you you enjoy to run. What better week than to do it than this week? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Four thousand dollars is a good reason to get the monkey off your back. I think, Jeff. Well, I mean, stuff's just been happening that, you know, drive shafts flying out that we don't have no clue why and just spoilers breaking, laying down, just stuff that you don't normally have happen. I don't know. We just, I don't know. Ever since, ever since that Tommy Lanham race seemed like I've been haunted. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't have any green, it, it, you know. I know you're one of you're one of those guys that has the the uh, green green on a race car or, or green around a race car uh, superstition. You, have, have you looked the thing over? Is there a green sticker someone's put on it, or I mean, could could it possibly be? Well, a time or two, uh, green armbands got us. Uh, we went to four eleven and they put green marking on my tires. So every time there's something green involved, there's something bad happens. You just got to wait around. You wait around, something bad will happen. Well, it's funny that you say that, man, because I'll never forget. Back when I first started dirt racing in the bluegrass, uh, we, we had a website. We were doing live updates at the track and several things, and we were selling T-shirts as a way to sort of help us pay for for some of the stuff that we were doing. And uh Victor and Sarah Lee were helping us, you know, make those and, and giving it, you know, helping us get that, get that going. And, uh, you had reached out to me. You said you wanted one of your, t one of our t-shirts. And so I was bringing one over, over to the hauler. And I don't know who it was. One of your crew guys, I had my t-shirt out there and I'm like, I'm looking for, looking for Jeff. And he's like, well, what do you got? I was like, it's a t-shirt. He said he wanted to buy a t-shirt. He's like, it ain't got no green on it. Does it? I was like, no, it's blue. It's blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, look, never bring anything green around Jeff Watson's pit. That was embedded in me since I was a little kid, and I, I'll believe it to the day I die. Well, we've we've all got our our uh, superstitions. I know that's uh, that that's definitely uh, one of one of yours. Um, I do want to say real quick to uh, Wes. I'll let you chime in right after this, but I want to say real quick if you're if you're watching on here live with us, if you've got a question for Jeff, uh, comment uh, and let us know what that is. We'll make sure and get that over to him. Try to get her him to answer some of our. Uh, fan questions here this evening. Well, Jeff, I guess kind of, kind of to get the ball rolling. Uh, give us some of uh, some of the history, uh, uh, kind of your backstory on how how your career um, 
started and and uh, got going. I know, I know your dad, uh, Finn raced, and and I'm sure he was very influential in in your career. But uh, just kind of tell us how how all that unfolded and and how you got started. Well, I really didn't have a choice uh, when I was a little kid. You know, that's where I was raised at was the racetrack. And on the weekends, that's where I grew up playing in the gravel and not even watching the races. But as I got older, you know, I started being interested in it. And I got old enough to where I'd help my dad. And and uh, I started putting bodies on cars, scaling cars at an early age. And uh, finally, when I was a teenager, we built an open wheel right here in the garage floor when the open wheels first came around. And uh, my dad said, we're just going to piddle with this this year. We're only going to run it a few times. And uh, we got to where we was running that. We'd tear it up on Friday, work all night, race it on Saturday. We put more time in on it than we did his late model that year. And I think that year was the worst year he ever had. So uh, the very next year, we sold my racing suit, race car, and everything. And I didn't race again until about 10 years later. So uh, I didn't really get started to a late age. Probably I was probably 29. And uh, started in the open wheel. Uh, and then I moved up to super, run super for a long time. And uh, went back and forth super open wheel. And then when the crate started... It just fit my budget, and my dad always told me, he said, uh, you'll, you'll always like a little engine. Well, after I ran this crate motor, it just it fits everything that I, I do. I mean, I guess my driving style, and I guess that's why I'm having the success I'm having. It's interesting that you say that, Jeff, because I didn't realize that, you know, always knew the connection you and your dad finn of course the memorial race for him you know being familiar with that i always knew you grew up in a racing family besides that one year i didn't realize you got started so late in your career you know being being 29 years old most people who have this kind of success that you've been able to enjoy in your career start a little earlier than than that well um being as I started 29, I, I felt like I had already raced 20 years because I had watched every lap he made, and uh, I felt like I learned from the best. So whenever I started racing, it was like I picked up and I had already been racing. It, it's hard to explain, but because I was his mainly his crew chief, and I, you know, we got in plenty of arguments, but. Now I understand what he was. I tell him, I say, get up high, get up on the cushion. But now everybody tells me that, and I, you know, I know why now. That was his style. And now that's my style. <laughs> I bet there was some knockdown dragouts in the in the floor of that garage between you and your dad. I tell you, we could fight one minute, and the next minute, act like nothing ever happened. People walk in here and think we're gonna <laughs> fight. Five minutes later, you know, everything was fine. That's just what it is, you know, when you're competing. And I've seen you. I've seen you with, with other drivers on that, just like that. One yeah. second, you're going to fight, and you're going to beat each other to death. And the next <laughs> time or the next race, hey, you need help. You you need you need a part. You need – and, I mean, I just laugh at it. And, and I've seen several of them run-ins you've had across the years, and, and it's like, Man, last weekend I just thought he's gonna kill him, and then <laughs> this weekend he's under the car helping him. <laughs> that's just the way it is, man. When you're competing, want to win, you know. That's just like the going back to the green. My mom, my mom could walk in the garage with green on, and I'd run her out, and this was her house, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the way it was. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. Uh, these are the kind of stories I enjoy, or kind of topics I enjoy. I guess you, you know, you I guess you could say. But yeah, I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing to have um, a good attribute. I guess I, you could say being a race car driver, because if you weren't competitive, you probably wouldn't be. Uh, you probably wouldn't be any count. You know, I mean that that's why people do this. That's why you spend the money and the time and all that stuff that you do on on this deal in in racing. But I think. Being able to leave it at the track and not hold grudges, uh, you're going to have 
moments. You're going to have, uh, you know, you're going to have uh, all those kind of things. But I think if more people could 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 be that way, um, racing overall would probably be probably be a little bit better off. Well, I've had a few grudges I've held for a long time, and you finally realize, you know, you, you everybody's here, and, and you're kind of a family, and we're all getting older, so it's time to mend fences. And that's a great attitude to have. You're still competitive. You still got the fire in you to win every time you step on the track, but you just make st smarter decisions as you, as you gotten older. If you'll know, you hear athletes, you know, play, they're playing basketball or something like that, and they, they do better because they, they say the game slows down. Well, that's, that's the way racing is, you know. As you get older, it feels like the sport, it, it slows down, and you, you just make smarter decisions. Well, Jeff, this whole uh... – yeah, I think we could all take take that advice as well. <laughs> no doubt, I could tell you. As I've got a little bit older, I've got a little smarter with my decisions too, and uh, I think we all do. But uh, somebody, I can't tell who it is because they're watching from our Facebook group and not the page, so it doesn't show us who they are on our platform. But anyways, somebody says, not only green, but peanuts and $50 bills. I know you're a superstitious guy like so what peanuts and fifty dollar bills? I'll keep that in mind when I come around your pit. What what's with peanuts and fifty dollar bills? Well, they're they're equal to green. Uh, you don't want peanuts. You don't want fifty dollar bills. You don't want green. Um, peanuts is that's that's a that's not just mine. That, a lot of drivers have that. Fifty dollar bills are known to be unlucky too. Black cats, anything like that. <laughs> Don't, I tell you don't what, walk sure, under no uh, don't walk under no ladders either. You you sure don't want to have a green shirt on, eating peanuts with a fifty dollar bill in your pocket, and then you're in real bad shape. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we need just to put that back, on a t shirt. Yeah, just go back to the house, please. Do I'll buy what I promise, but. Uh, yeah, maybe that's why I never was any good. I always had a $50 bill, and I probably ate peanuts at some point at the racetrack. So that's probably my whole problem. If I ever start again, I'll keep that I'll keep that advice in mind and keep the green peanuts and $50 bills away. I probably I probably shouldn't be that way, but when you have bad luck, you got to blame it on something. <laughs> I agree with you uh, 100%. That seems like a, it's hard to not have uh, bad luck, but uh, uh, that is it is it is funny. We've all got our superstitions. I know a lot of people have got the green race car, but I wasn't aware of the uh, the peanuts one. So uh, you learn something new uh, every day for sure. A couple of questions here from uh, from fans, real quick, Jeff. Um, Tyler Kelly wants to know um, when when might we see you in the modified again. We're planning on running that more next year. Uh, we got a good little modified, and I think last year we ran it three or four times and had two wins. This year, I think we've only ran it about twice. So I love racing modified. It's, it's more of a challenge, believe it or not, than, than these big wide tires. Uh, most people that can drive a modified can pretty much drive anything. Uh, but I want to run it a whole lot more next year, and I plan on doing that. I've always heard that. I've heard several people say that. Say if you drive, if you can drive a modified, you can drive just about anything. Well, you got all that power and and the skinny tires, and it's pretty much out of control the whole time. It's just whoever can, you know, be out of control the best. Yeah, yeah, that make makes sense. Uh, that is that's what I've always heard, though for sure. Uh, uh, Ken Short wants to know which is more fun to race, the mod or the crate? I've had people ask me that, and I always say which one of them is the fastest and has the best chance to win on that given night. I just like <laughs> to win. I don't care what it's in. <laughs> I got you, man. That that makes perfect sense right there. The one that gives you the best chance to win, that, that makes uh, makes all the sense in the world. I mean, you can, you can take the one you like driving the best, but if you're running fifth and sixth, 
you may not like driving that other one, but if it wins, you'll probably run that other one a little more. That's a good answer. Man just wants to win. Yep. <laughs> that is right. Jeff, kind of tell us, you know, we, we hit on that question earlier about tracks that have kind of went away and, and we don't we don't have them to race on anymore. Out of all of those, what, what was your favorite track? And then also touch on, on Taylor County Speedway here. Talk about it a little bit. Well, I grew up at Taylor County Speedway. That's, you know, that's about a mile, mile and a half from where I was raised. And I remember going up there during the week and playing at, at the track. And, you know, that was just a big part of my life back in. And I used to take my dad's old Nova, his street car, around the track after the races. I never raced there. But, you know, I made laps in the old street car. I don't know how I was young, real young. But, the man, they had some tough races up there. They had some big-time competitors come up there. Um, as far as me, the track I'd like to see come back would be between two tracks, and that'd be uh, Bardstown, which is Bluegrass Speedway, or Clinton County. Clinton County was probably my best track as far as performance, but Bardstown was probably our home track. We had a lot of good times at Bardstown. Yeah, I, I just hate that I didn't get to watch one at Clinton County. Um and and the two the two that I got to watch it at Bluegrass, one was a really good race and one wasn't. Um it had kind of locked down and it was one lane on the bottom. But now the, the other race that I watched there, heck of a show. I mean it was three wide, you know, lead changes all throughout the, the race, just a just a great show. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I just, the, I just wondered what, you know, what's your, what's your favorite track of those that, that, that we've kind of lost over the years. I remember a uh, Barron County too. It was a great racetrack. It, even when it, before, when it didn't have walls, you know, it was high bank and they, they put walls on it both ways. It was a great racetrack and I hated to see it go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of places over the years that we've lost, and you know, fortunately, we've still got some good ones around, and uh, to keep them around as long as we possibly can. Uh, this coming weekend, Jeff, we talked about a little bit at the beginning of our interview with you, but this coming weekend, I want to go back to it: the fall championships uh, at Lake Cumberland Speedway, four thousand to win for uh, pro late models. Like you said earlier, you've had a bit of a monkey on your back here lately. Uh, but you've had success there before, uh, plenty of times. What's it take to to get the to get another big uh, big win coming up this weekend at Lake Cumberland? Well, when you go over there, you know it's going to be hammer down qualifying. You you got to turn a good time. You got to start up front in these crate shows. You can't you can't come from mid pack, and uh, you got to get your car dialed in. That's the thing about a crate. You you got to be on point all the time. It's not like a super, you know. If you if you don't have your car right in the super, you can use that throttle to help you. You know, if you're too tight, you can throttle it up and spin, turn the car. But crates, you got to be on point. So it's gonna start out hammer down early, and it'll get slick. And you just gotta have your car where to turn good, but still have good traction. So it's it's tough, but Every now and then you'll hit it good, and we we've been fortunate enough we've been pretty good all year long. Another question uh, here, real quick, Jeff, uh, from uh, from one of the people listening with us, uh, Ken Short. Another question from him. He says, "Who's been the guy you have uh, had to beat over the years? Has there been a rival? Has there been one person that stuck out that you've had fun racing with, or that you've liked to beat the most?" I like all them guys I race with, but probably the toughest guy is probably going to be Todd Kaufman. Uh, he's been tough in these crates. You know, he's a wheel man, and you know you're going to have to race him. He's going to give all he's got. But just to name him would be crazy because there's plenty of them out there. But over the years, it's it's been Todd. And I respect him. Race is clean. Uh, 
course, if you go into Burnside, you're going to have to beat a Marler. Everybody knows that. And uh, you just take your pick on which one you got to beat that night. <laughs> but over the years at every track, I'd say Todd. Yeah, yeah, it's always been fun to, to watch you guys race, uh, for sure. Always enjoyed it. Uh, another one I want to ask you about real quick uh, before we let you go in a couple of weeks. Uh, looking forward to seeing you this weekend in Lake Cumberland. Hope everybody can go over there. It's going to be a great show. We'll talk about that a little bit more here in just a moment. But in a couple of weeks, we've got the uh, Crate National Championship, the American Crate All-Star Series. Uh Fifteen thousand dollars to win at Willard Speedway. That's a big show right here at home. Are you planning on going? And if so, what, what are you looking forward to there? Yeah, we're we're planning on it. Uh, I like that family. It runs that track. Me and AJ, AJ Hicks, we're real close. You know, I got a lot of respect for him and his family, and I'm mainly going just to support him. Uh, It'll be a tough field. There'll be guys coming from everywhere, probably some from West Virginia. And, you know, you got that bordering state there. And there'll be some tough ones. And uh, I haven't got a lot of laps on that track. I've probably been there two or three times in my life. Two of them was in a mod. Uh, it'll be tough, but, you know, we'll give it all we got. And I think we're – I think we're competitive enough. We we belong there with them, so we'll see how how we stack up. Yeah, I think you are too, man. Uh, good luck both weekends. We're looking forward to it, uh, and uh, it's it's going to be a fun fun couple of weeks here coming up as we wind down the racing season. It's certainly uh, slowing down on us uh, slowly, slowly but surely, and we've got a few events to uh, left to to enjoy before the season's over around here locally. Before we let you go, as always, I want to give you just a minute here, as we as we always do, to, to thank all the people you need to thank that help you help make this possible for you. I got a big list of sponsors here. I won't say each one of them if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right Please do. All right. Um, I got Huber Apartments, which is Danny Huber here in Camelsville. Brad Burton Dairy Farm. Got Keltner Contracting. Newcomb Courier. Schaffner Enterprise. Got Able Eyes, Allberry Funeral Home, Big Al's Guns, Doc's Market, Horde Landscapes, Lisa Kern's Exit Realty, Wayne's Auto Repair, Michael Watson Plumbing, Wilson Plumbing, and uh, I want to thank Travis Kern. He he's a great guy. Does great on our engines. Uh, Kenny Spencer's big help to me on my shop program. Uh, of course, Swartz Chassis, and I got to thank the guys that helped me. I want to say a special thanks to Lewis Brady. He's the one got me in on these Swartz uh, last year, and uh, he's been around a long time. My dad drove for him in the 70s. Uh, I want to thank my main man here, Barry. He does it all the hard work. Kevin, I want to thank Leo and Pee Wee, and just anybody that jumps in and helps us from week to week. Any little help's good, and... Uh, you know, we just go around like to have fun and try to be professional. Also, while I'm on here, I want everybody to think about the Randy Jones. Uh, he's going through hard times, and everybody just think about him. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I'm glad you, glad you said that. Um, we talked about it a lot last week on the podcast. Like I said, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I know Randy – uh, started treatment this week and um you know he's got a he got a battle ahead of him he's he's a fighter a competitor and uh you know i know he's going to fight this thing with thoughts and prayers still with uh, randy and his family uh, we talked about it last week there's a couple ways you can help uh tyler kelly's just about got all the spots uh, filled on that raffle for the race car just a few more spots left there so if you can uh, go and help out with that you can find that on our facebook group on dirt racing the bluegrass podcast listeners there's a gofundme page set up several things but uh, we we appreciate randy and his family and everything they do for our sport so like i said jeff glad you mentioned that and uh, certainly our thoughts and prayers are are with uh, randy and and his family and uh, uh man it's been fun uh been a good good interview i've i've really enjoyed it I appreciate y'all asking me to come on, and anytime, I like talking racing. <laughs>
Yeah, it's it's been a fun interview, Jeff, and uh, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, good luck this weekend for sure. Appreciate that. We'll give it our all. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you at the races. See you guys. See you, Jeff. Thank you. All right, Jeff Watson here on the Dirt Racing and the Bluegrass Live podcast. We appreciate him joining us this evening on here on our, our little podcast, Wes. We ain't been doing this very long, but we've had so much fun talking to these drivers this year. I've said it a hundred times. I'm just going to keep saying it. Um, I've got so much out of this just personally uh, getting to know some of these guys, um, just hearing stories and, and, and them talk about their, their careers and the people involved in their racing program. It has been so much fun. I have loved it. I've loved every second of it. Um, the interaction with, with the fans, uh, getting to know these drivers and, and talking with them, hearing their story and the history behind how they got started racing and their their family members that have raced before them and alongside them and so many good stories. Uh, I've just loved it. I've loved every second of it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. It has it has truly uh, truly been uh, so far. I think it's gone better than than I I could have uh, expected. And uh, I appreciate everybody that's been tuning in with us each and every week, and everybody here tonight. Like by far, West, this has been our biggest uh, biggest live audience. Um, you know, like I said, the 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 number on our screen is never accurate, but it, I can tell you just by what I can see, it's it's definitely been the biggest we've had so far. So uh, uh, glad to glad to see it. Yeah, and, and we just thank our thank our fans and listeners for for jumping on and watching and just share this. Uh, tell tell you buddies about it. Um, let's keep this growing because we're going to keep going and and. Uh, the the future's bright in 2023 so we we love it yeah i'm right there with you well uh one one last item of business maybe the most important we want to help promote our tracks and their events and what they have going on each and every week uh this coming weekend you know Wes, like i said we're getting into the end of the fall season uh, winter season things are really starting to wind down after tonight we've got one podcast left for 2022 um but Lake Cumberland Speedway this weekend, uh, big, big show to, to, to close out their year. Um, Brandon Hargrove and his staff, uh, they have, uh, you know, had a great season over there at LCS. And uh, uh, looking forward to this weekend, and I know they're going to close it out strong. 4,000 to win, 300 to start crates. Yeah, it should be a really good show, and, and the car count should be great. Um, in all the classes, the weather, weather's looking good. Um, you can't beat a, beat a good fall evening at, at the racetrack. Um, so I, I look forward to, to another good weekend there. Um, as I always say, get out and support your local track, take a friend that's never been before and, uh, pack them stands. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh, uh, you know, love to see them have a, you know, like I said, close out the year uh, on a on a high note over there, uh, and and everywhere. I know most people have already wrapped up their season at our tracks. You know, Thunder Mountain a few weeks ago, a good opening uh, couple of events for them to get the year started, and looking forward to next year over there. Of course, Florence Speedway finished with the Fall Fifty. Uh, Richmond wrapped everything up this weekend with the Bluegrass Nationals. Uh, Willard still has an event coming up here in a couple of weeks for the crates as well, but overall really slowing down just one event uh, going on this weekend in our part, and that's a Lake Cumberland. So get out and support them. Also uh, mods 1200 to win super stocks, 1200 hobby stocks, 500 uh, front wheel drive, mini stocks, 500 to win. Um, I believe they're also running rear-wheel drive. I think he decided on that uh, as well. If not, someone correct me, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case. So uh, the Mustangs will have a have a chance to, uh, to to have another event as well this year. But it uh, would be, be a big night there. I do want to mention one change. Brandon posted that he's had been dealing with some sickness in his household. So they're going to cancel the practice for Friday night and only run correct. the event on Saturday. So yeah, no practice. That's correct. 
All right. Well, it's been a fun show again. I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. Join us next week, uh, Wednesday, same time, same place, uh, 8 p.m. here on our Facebook page. Uh, It's going to be our last show of the season. We're going to have some superlatives. We're going to have some fun with it. Uh, Give some dish, some awards out to some of our drivers. We're going to touch on as many as we can. Uh, So looking forward to that, wrapping up the show, the uh, season next weekend here. Uh, Please do join us. And until then, we will see you at the races. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good night.